I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, welcome to Music In My Life with me, Laura Wright. It's the show where we talk about the music we love so much, our relationship with that music and the role it plays in our life. What is it about music that taps into our emotions and why does it make us feel a certain way? This week's episode is all about you, the listener. It's all about you guys this week. I've asked you what kind of music makes you feel like you want to get up and dance. It's that song that no matter what is happening, you drop everything and you say, sorry, I've got to go to the dance floor and I've got to move my body. So I thought it would be nice to choose a few of your song choices and tell you a little bit more about the track and of course, have a listen to some of that great music. Maybe have a boogie as well today. I don't know what that was. Um, So first up, Shaka Khan, Feel For You. I mean, this song is epic. It genuinely does make me want to get up and dance. And I'm sure whoever chose this song, it makes them feel the same. It's a song originally written by Prince and released on his self-titled album. So this wasn't originally by Shaka Khan. But this version, which we all know and love, was released in 1984 and it became far more popular. It's won two Grammy Awards for the Best R&B Song and Best Female Vocal Performance. But let's talk about some other notable versions of this song before we have a listen. So the Pointer Sisters recorded this song in 1982 on their album So Excited. In 1993, I love this statistic, or not statistic, I love this fact, Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake sang this song on the Mickey Mouse Club, if you remember that and you're old like me. The song was featured also on Jess Glynn's Take Me Home tour in 2016 and in October 2019, in honour of the 40th anniversary of the album Prince, the Prince Estate and Warner Records released a previously unheard solo acoustic version, which was like a demo recording of the song. This is with Prince actually performing on the guitar and singing. And that track became available to stream. Um, and it also became a, a limited seven inch vinyl record as well, which clearly sold out. I mean, of course it would as Prince, right? Anyway, let's listen to the most famous version, the version that makes us want to get up and dance. This is Shaka Khan's Feel For You. I 
that like really heavy bass line there oh it's so good and actually me saying to you guys it was originally written by prince now that you hear it i definitely can hear the prince vibe going on there a hundred percent but let's talk a little bit about what's going on in this version of the song so there's some interesting additions you might not know about if you do fair play well done you've done your research there is a chromatic harmonica being played by stevie wonder Yes, Stevie Wonder is featuring in this song. The song also uses vocal samples from Wonder's song, which is Fingertips, a song written in 1963. And you know, at the beginning of the track, we hear this Shaka Khan. Oh yeah, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. It's like repeated and it's kind of remixed. That was a mistake. So that was a mistake made by the producer called Arif Mardin, who then decided basically to keep it because it sounded so cool. We're pretty glad he did, I think, right? I mean, the song is just iconic in every way. Before we move on, the song when it's released actually reached number three on the Billboard Hot 100, but it didn't reach number one. This is what happens so often with these great pieces of music. We presume as the listener that it got to number one, it stayed there forever and a day. But actually in this case, it was kept by being number one, actually due to a song released by Prince, Purple Rain. I think I'd be okay with Prince knocking you off the top spot, you know, with a song like Purple Rain, especially if he wrote the song you were singing anyway. I think I'd be okay. Like I could sleep at night with that. As well as George Michael's song, Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. Again, I mean, you know, two iconic artists who kept this song getting the top spot. In 1998, Prince and Chaka Khan performed this on stage as well as a duet. So he actually performed it live as well. This next version we're going to hear of this song is the acoustic version I mentioned that was released quite recently. This is Prince playing the guitar and singing the sort of original composition. And actually, it's really interesting to hear that you can hear the kind of funk in the music, but actually, it actually sounds quite contemporary because it's really stripped back. So let's have a listen to that now. Here it comes. So, so good. And so nice to hear that song as it was originally composed, the iconic Prince singing there as well. And a fun fact for you all, which I was told just before recording this this podcast, his first name is actually Prince. (laughs) for clarification. I always thought it was uh, some other name, but it is actually Prince. And I also think it's worth noting, let's face it, if a song sounds that good, just with a vocal like his and a guitar, you know it's going to be a hit, whatever instrumentation is used. But Shaka Khan's version is the most well-known. It is so good. And I completely agree with our listener that it makes me want to get up and dance. And I hope it does for you guys too. Let's just note as well, as we move through all of these different pieces of music, the tempo of this one is 125 beats per minute. That is a fact. Let's move on to our next piece of music. This is called South of the River. Now, this is by 25-year-old London-based singer. He's a producer, he's a multi-instrumentalist, and his name is Tom Mish. I think I've pronounced that right. I'm sorry if I haven't. He had an amazing year in 2016 with an amazing album called Reverie, which was a sold out tour headlining in the US. And this is his latest single since then, South of the River. Very, very exciting to hear someone like this using so many different instruments, so many different ideas in their music. 
Um, he's clearly very, very talented in terms of the, the technical side of producing music as well. And I think that's a real sign of a modern artist. We now expect modern artists to know the technical side when it's uh, loop pedals, whether it's sampling music, whether it's different mic sounds. But these people are really sort of 360 degree artists, if you like. They know about everything as opposed to just turning up and playing one instrument. So this guy is case in point. He started releasing his music through SoundCloud and his background, as I said, was that that music technology, but also jazz guitar. And so you can really hear elements of that in his music as well. Um, we talked about music by Yeba, uh, by PJ Morton as well, with that jazz kind of understanding and that really adds to the rhythmical um, essences that we hear in his kind of music. It just gives it that little something that's a bit different. He released a new album in 2020 through Blue Note Records. That's an American jazz label that's part of the Universal Group. And it's called What Kind of Music. Now that album was actually in collaboration with an English jazz drummer called Youssef Days. So what we're going to do is we're going to listen to South of the River now, and we're going to listen to one of his more um, recent releases, which is called Night Rider. So let's have a listen to South of the River now by Tom Mish. You should come south of the river Where the loving is gold So essentially, um, as well, lyrically, this is sort of a, a love song to um, his, his beloved South London, South of the River. Let's now have a listen to one of his more recent pieces of music. This is called Night Rider. I think this is a really interesting piece of music. If you're looking to kind of expand the genres of music you're listening to, I think this is a great place to start. It's cross-genre, it's collaborative, it's bringing people together who are very, very talented at what they do, but perhaps is quite niche. And it really starts to open your mind to how incredible cross-genre music can be. So this is called Night Rider, as I say, released um, just last year. can hear the concentration on the drumming there as well as the sort of vocal layering that's happening again a really interesting piece of music doesn't make me want to get up and dance as much as south of the river that really has that kind of uh, funky groove that makes you want to move i felt like i wanted to do a kind of moonwalk then but i can't do a moonwalk so i'm not going to but if i could that's the kind of vibe i would be going for on the dance floor i don't know about you guys but both those songs so far make me want to get up and dance on to a next song now i haven't heard this song in so long let's listen to it first because i want to be taken back years and years this is little l by jamiroquai here it comes i can't give you nothing more if you ain't giving nothing to me Seems 
oh, like all good music as well, it is a love song. It's a tragedy. That's always the case with these pieces of music. And actually, I couldn't find very much information about this song when I was doing my research, but essentially released in 2001, can you believe, 20 years ago, that makes me feel so old, from his album Space Odyssey. And allegedly the song was written by JK, so the lead vocalist, and Toby Smith, and it was inspired by JK's breakup with his former girlfriend, Denise Van Outen. I had no idea they were a couple. Um, and Little L became such a big hit for the band. And as I say, in 2001, reached number one in Spain, number two in Italy, number five in the UK, Finland, and Portugal. And it's kind of, the video is like this future futuristic nightclub vibe where people are dancing. It does feel quite dated now when I watch it, but interestingly, the BPM is 123. So very, very close to the beats per minute of the Shaka Khan song as well. And similarly, it's a very similar uh, similar tempo to South of the River. So this kind of beat that we hear, this speed is what makes us want to dance. Now, in terms of rhythm, that doesn't mean that it's the same rhythm. It just means it's got the same tempo, but you can move and shift around that rhythm. So the emphasis might be on a different beat of the bar in terms of that sort of mathematical equation that we talked about um, a few podcasts ago to do with rhythm. But it means that essentially the speed of the music is what makes us want to move. And it's worth noting that this is the kind of music that we might choose uh, for exercise, you know, for fitness, because again, that's where we need that kind of encouragement to want to move our bodies. So it's not even necessarily dancing, it's any kind of movement for us. And actually as well, it's really uplifting. Music has been proven to help our state of mind, our well-being, so much. And we need that now more than ever, especially coming out of COVID. You know, we're all kind of longing for that sense of being together with people. But this music, the music that makes us want to groove, makes us want to get up and move, that's what we need in my mind we don't have to be together but we can still dance and in fact I actually think we should have like a world play list that plays at the same time everyone starts dancing and for that time we just go crazy and we just lose ourselves I think that would be fabulous moving on to our next piece of music the killers Mr Brightside is there a more iconic obvious start to a song when you know exactly what it is For me, this is all about at the end of a wedding or the end of a gig or something where there's a DJ and you hear this guitar riff come on and everyone just gets up. And when it hits the chorus, even though when you're not sure where the chorus starts, everyone starts jumping around. So for me, this is 100% one that makes you get up and dance. The BPM, beats per minute, is a bit faster for this one. It's actually 148, so it's pretty quick. But I, as I say, possibly one of the most recognizable intros to a song that I can think of. Um, Also, I don't know if you guys know the lyrics for the chorus. I always get the beginning of this song right. But actually for the chorus, I never actually knew exactly what the lyrics are. So let's clarify them now. They are jealousy, turning saints into the sea, swimming through sick lullabies, choking on your alibis, but it's just the price I pay. Destiny is calling me. Open up my eager eyes because I'm Mr. Brightside. I didn't know those first two lines very well. So uh, if you did, I apologize. I'm telling you what you already know. But there we go. If you didn't, some new information for you. Let's have a listen to this song now. This is Mr. Brightside by The Killers.
<laughs> oh my goodness, can you believe that was released 17 years ago? Oh my goodness. Just shows, as I've said many times before, when there's an iconic piece of music, it never gets old. Definitely one of those where I want to be kind of in a mosh pit, I think, it's that kind of vibe. Um, as I say, yeah, released in 2003 and then it was re-released in 2004. Interestingly as well, I don't see many people do that anymore, but actually if there was sort of a wave of um, encouragement around a track, some people would re-release a single or an album and sometimes then it would have, I presume, would have another opportunity to chart again. So it kind of gave the artist maybe a better a better chance of success. Oh, this is crazy, this stat. So The Killers single notched up 260 non-consecutive weeks. So in the top 100. So, I mean, not it wasn't number one for that long, guys. It wasn't like an Ed Sheeran thing where he took over. But non-consecutive weeks, so 260, that's five years <laughs> that it's spent in the top 100. That's how much we love this song. What a great choice from one of our listeners. Such a good tune. Um, also, when they first performed it together as The Killers, so it was written by uh, Brandon Flowers and Dave Kerning, Kooning, I think you pronounce his name. Sorry again if I've got that incorrect. Um, but when they first performed it, it was part of a open mic night set um, in Las Vegas. And allegedly, uh, Brandon Flowers said, it was terrible. It was awful. And this is the thing, you know, you don't hear about those bad performances. We hear this perfect um, finished piece of work by an artist, but there's always a process. There's always ups and downs, mistakes along the way. And so I think it's always worth remembering that. It's a bit like social media. We show the polished version. We show people what we want them to see. But behind that facade, you know, there's all the graft. There's all the crappy performances that have to happen before the really good one. Yeah, I just think, it's such a great piece of music. It is a bit of a quicker beats per minute, but we're still up there in that same range. You know, it's that same tempo that makes us want to move. And actually, if you want to actually listen to more music that makes us want to move, we have an episode all about that. So you can have a listen to that too. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create Podcasts. 
If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, bitch. make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Bear, in the <laughs> I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both <laughs> For the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm so glad no one can see me right now because I'm doing. I was doing some weird dance moves. Yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You, the Wellbeing Podcast. So I just became a lot more productive and happier, mm-hmm. and for me, like that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, music in my life, and how are you? Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. Uh, On to our next piece of music. Oh my goodness. Okay, so some people might be like, please don't play this. Top Loader, Dancing in the Moonlight. It's one of those earworms. And I feel like if I play it today, you guys are never going to forget it. Um, But this is one of my listeners' choices. It is a great piece of music. It really does take you back a few years. And interestingly, that's what a lot of these song choices are about. It's about not just making you get up and dance, but it's about nostalgia, I think. Um, so Dancing in the Moonlight actually is a song originally by a French-American rock group called King Harvest. Um, and I think we should have a listen to that version first before I tell you the story of how the song was written. Let's have a listen. We get it almost every night And when that moon gets a big and bright It's supernatural delight Every border was dancing in the moonlight Everybody here is out of sight They don't bark and they Very good. See, now that for me, it's a little bit more of a chilled out version to the Top Loader, one that we all know and love. Um, it was released in 1972, that King Harvest version. And I was um, playing a few of these songs in uh, at home last night, in fact. And my mum was like, oh, I don't know that version, but she knew this version. So I think if you're from a slightly older generation, you'll remember the King Harvest version. It was very popular at the time. Um, it reached number 13 on the Billboard Hot 100. So it did pretty well in the charts as well, top 20. But obviously it was in 2000, so 21 years ago, that English band Top Loader like achieved multi-platinum status in the UK with their version of this song. Um, Let's have a listen to uh, Top Loader's version of Dancing in the Moonlight. Here it comes. I feel like it's slightly less kind of um, slightly less mosh pit now, a bit more of a like, hey, everyone, let's all have a drunk hug together. You know, let's all just sort of sway and move. But I have to say as well, there's something about this song that is a bit annoying. And interestingly, when I was reading up on this song as well, it is actually number 17 well, in 2007, so a while ago now, but it was placed at number 17 on BBC Three's list of the 100 most annoying pop songs we hate to love. A love-hate relationship, 100%. Just going back as well about where this song came from, 
it's often the way as well that we forget to, why would we read up on the history of a song? We like how it sounds and our emotional reaction to that song is what makes us love it so much. But when I dug a little bit deeper, actually the reason for this song came out of quite a tragic uh, thing that happened. So the song was written to sort of be an idea of a beautiful, uh, perfect world, dancing in the moonlight, something that you can imagine. And the result of that was because the songwriter, who's called Sherman Kelly, was actually recovering from a gang attack when he wrote this song. And so he envisioned this sort of alternate reality. Um, And that's where the piece of music came from. It was about having a peaceful and a joyful celebration of life, which is, I think, really lovely when you listen to that. Um, Actually, that gang as well that he was uh, attacked by actually eventually murdered eight American tourists. And he suffered multiple facial fractures and wounds and was literally left for dead. So it was absolutely awful. But while he was recovering, that's when he wrote Dancing in the Moonlight. And I feel like I kind of get it a bit more now that I listen to it, knowing that story. So I just thought it was nice to share that with you all, uh, the background of of where those lyrics came from. Um, There is one more version of this song I'd like to play you, which I was quite unexpected to learn about the wonderful Liza Minnelli recorded this song. So we're going to hear three versions. We've had two so far, but let's listen to this final version that I think has a pretty different vibe. So if it's this song for you that you love to hate or hate to love, um, maybe listen to this version next time and it will give you an idea of what I was talking about where the uh, the beat of the bar is placed on, in a different place to, to change the rhythm of the song, if you like. So let's have a listen. This is Liza Minnelli's Dancing in the Moonlight. Everybody here is out of sight They don't bark and they don't fight They keep things loose, they keep things light Everybody dancing in the moonlight Dancing in the moonlight Everybody's feeling warm and bright It's such a fine and natural sight Everybody dancing in the moonlight See what I mean? So you've got fine electric sight or fun electrocyte. It's there's different ways that we can use rhythm to put different emphasis in different places in music. And it can completely change the way that we hear that song. She's also got that big brass band involved with that dum 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 It's really nice to hear a different introduction as well, rather than the now it's back in your head again sorry um anyway moving on to our last two pieces of music for today's episode so i love this piece of music as well it's very it's much more modern piece of music compared to our other choices um it's by tones and i and called dance monkey you would have heard it um all over tiktok all over spotify what you name it wherever it's from um an album called the kids are coming and was released in 2019 Uh, The voice on the track, a lot of the uh, heavily asked questions online is, is that a real person's voice? And in fact, let's have a listen to it now. And then we can talk about that so you can hear what I'm talking about if you haven't heard this piece before. So this is Dance Monkey. I think you've got everything in this song for like a great dance tune. 
So you've got the clicking, you know, you can have like your mum in the background. When you know when your mum's like, no, I'm not gonna fully dance, I'm just gonna stay in my little comfortable corner. And then you got your dad who sort of, you know, wanders over, really big with the arms, really, really big with the actions. Everyone's like, way. And then you've got kind of the cool, you know, like teenagery thing where we all thought we were very cool, minimalistic movements. And then you've got the drunk people who are just like, yes. You know, this song has, I think, the right rhythm for all of those kind of dances. I'm just envisioning in my mind, you know, the wedding where you've got the different people in the family doing the different kind of dances. Always a very entertaining scenario. Um, anyway, Dance Monkey. So as I was saying, yes, it is a real person's voice on that track. And in fact, it's an Australian singer called Tony Watson. And actually, before she released this, she basically spent years busking, uh, not necessarily living on the streets, but definitely having a bit of a tough time figuring out life, figuring out what she wanted to do. And at the time that she actually released this, she basically had spent a long time building a very, very loyal fan base while busking her way around Australia, essentially. So it sounds like a bit of a... Um, a bit of a fairy tale moment for her to then reach incredible success with this track. Um, she's released uh, several tracks since that are all part of her debut album. Um, but what I actually found really interesting and something that I would always recommend doing as well is listening to the song previous to the song that made them famous, if you like. It's always really nice to hear a stripped back version of where the ideas have come from for an artist. And that's a really good way of doing that. So if you can just look up what they released previous to that big hit, it's always a really nice way to go, oh, okay, I kind of get them. I get what they're about. I get where this, this idea has come from. Um, because when it's such a well-known piece of music as well, sometimes they're really heavily produced and we don't quite hear the the real kind of textures of the music um, in its sort of bass form. So let's have a listen. This is the last piece I'm going to play you today, but this is Johnny Runaway, and this is by Tones and I. And I really love this piece of music. And had it not been for, you know, Dance Monkey being number one in over 30 countries um, and millions and millions of album set, uh, single sales, then I wouldn't have known about this previous piece of music, which actually I think I like more. So here it is. Um, my final track for you guys today. It's called Johnny Runaway. He's a cutie, but no, no, Johnny, no, no, no. really nice lovely lovely music there um so I hope you've enjoyed listening to some of these songs that make you get up and dance I really want to share more of your favorite music with everyone who's listening so I'm going to be asking some questions over on social media about what you guys want to hear about next and what music really makes you guys tick. But what I would love is if you can write a review on Apple Music, give me five stars, and I'll definitely see your comments and your reviews, and then drop, drop a piece of music in there that you love, and I can talk about it next time. Maybe give you some interesting facts you might not know about your favorite artists, your favorite music. Perhaps there's an artist that you guys love so much that I can do a whole episode on someone iconic. Whatever it might be, I don't know, but let's see what the future holds. I hope you've had a nice time today listening to music in my life. Um, I can't wait to play more of your favourite music and I hope you'll uh, join me next time. So thank you so much for listening. Bye. I really hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. 
and I'd love to hear about your favourite piece of music. So make sure you pop a comment on Apple Reviews with your song choice and the story behind it. I'm going to be reading out some of your stories in an upcoming minisode. Also, we've now put our guest song choices in the show notes. So if you want to hear any of their songs again, you can find them there. Thanks so much, guys, and see you next time. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.